Welcome to Tell Me Some More with me, your host, Dr. Shiva, clinical psychologist and curious human about all things emotions, relationships, connection, and growth. My mission is to help you in improving your self-confidence and your relationships, both with yourself as well as with others, and to increase your awareness around the topics that actually matter in order to live an intentional, fulfilling life. Each week, I'll be releasing one episode that will either be a solo session with me or a conversation with an expert in a different field. While I hope that you find this information helpful, it's not intended to be a substitute for mental health or medical treatment or professional advice. Now let's get curious and help you to have more of the life and the relationships that you desire and so deserve. Enjoy everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Tell Me Some More with Dr. Shiva. During today's episode, we're going to be focusing on breakups. We'll be talking about what tends to happen during a breakup, the factors that influence someone's experience during a breakup, as well as most importantly, what are the things that you can do to support yourself, to support yourself throughout the healing journey? I recognize that breakups can be different for each one of us. So During today's session, we're really focusing on what to do if you're experiencing more of the difficult or negative emotions or uncomfortable emotions that show up for you with the ending of a relationship. So a breakup ultimately is an ending of a relationship. And depending on the duration of the relationship, the emotional intensity and level of connection and intimacy of the relationship, the extent to which you thought that you would continue experiencing life with that person and extensive involvement within that person's life and theirs within your life, all of these factors could influence one's experience. And as you're going through a breakup, if you're finding that maybe, again, more of those negative, uncomfortable, difficult emotions are showing up for you, I want to validate that experience. I think breakups and heartbreak is incredibly difficult a lot of times, right? It can feel physically painful, right? There is a loss. There's a loss on so many different levels, right? There can be a loss of that person and that ending of that relationship of having that person within our lives. But also there can be a loss on two other layers when I think about breakups. There can be grieving the past. So grieving what the past was like. So maybe you're finding that as you're going through a breakup, you're thinking about a lot of the positive moments and really experiencing sadness, grief as you're experiencing and thinking about those positive experiences that you had with that person. Or you may find that the opposite is happening. Maybe as you're looking to the past, taking inventory onto the relationship, Maybe you're grieving how you wish you would have responded. Maybe there was the loss of yourself in that moment or how you wish you would have handled that experience or what that experience would have been like. So sometimes we may look back onto a relationship and think to ourselves, I wish I would have ended it sooner, or I wish when that situation happened, I would have confronted the person or I would have let them know how I actually felt. And as we're having those responses, those reactions to ourselves or that other person or the situations that we were in in the past, that within itself can bring up a lot of more uncomfortable, difficult emotions for us, or may lead us to really grieve those experiences, right? As we think about what could have been or what should have been or how we could have handled those situations differently. In addition to grieving the ending of that person being involved in within our lives, grieving how, you know, we wish we would have handled 
our relationship or responded or grieving the positive aspects of our relationship. It can also be grieving the anticipated future. So grieving what we had assumed the future would be like. So this could look different for each one of us, depending on the context of the relationship. And again, the extent to which you had assumed that you would be continuing life or experiences with this person. But if in a relationship, you have had shared discussions and discussions around you know, your futures together, maybe raising children, having a family, and you had made these plans for what the future would look like. And so when there's a breakup, when there's an ending, oftentimes it's also grieving of what the future could have been like, right? We've discussed what we had wanted to happen. We had discussed our plans. And so now it's the grief that comes with the reality that those plans won't be happening that those future experiences that we had discussed that we likely enjoyed discussing aren't going to come to fruition. And so all of that can feel like a lot because it is a lot, right? We're grieving so many different aspects of the loss of that person, our relationship, our past experiences, but also what could have been for our future or our perceptions of what could have been for our future. Additionally, as we are going through a breakup, sometimes it can be even more difficult because sometimes when we experience a breakup, it can trigger past hurts that we've experienced. So it can bring up the past experiences that we've had in other relationships. Maybe we haven't fully healed from a previous relationship and you notice that that experience is also showing up for you right now. Or maybe your emotions are even more intense as you're not only now navigating through one breakup, but it's also the different breakups that you've gone through and the stories that we associate with that, right? Oftentimes when we're going through a breakup, there are a lot of negative stories or maybe unhelpful, so what I mean unhelpful, just more inaccurate stories that we may have as to what it means that we're going through this breakup and what it means that we're needing to go through another breakup, right? Oftentimes what I see is people, many of us will say things to ourselves about what the breakup means, about what it means to consistently end relationships. And we were thinking to ourselves, am I going to ever meet someone? Or what does this say about me? Or why does this always happen to me, right? We really question And it leads us to engage and entertain maybe thoughts that aren't particularly helpful to us and oftentimes really are unhelpful and can even contribute to even more distress for us. So as you can see, when we're going through a breakup, again, I recognize that it can look different for each person, depending on that relationship, depending on who the person is and what the breakup looked like, and if it was expected or not expected, but really it can include many layers of loss. And it can bring up many different emotions for us. And so some of those emotions that we may experience, of course, are sadness, are going through the process of grieving. And so many people may find that they go through some of the stages of grief, right? Maybe there's that initial denial. Maybe there's a bargaining where we are doing whatever we can to, in our mind, that we can come up with to get that person back, or maybe experiencing more anger, more frustration, or experiencing more of that sadness, and ultimately that experience of acceptance. Each one of us may not go through all of these emotional experiences, but those are some of the experiences that we may have. 
or maybe that we're feeling maybe really down on ourselves, maybe more self-critical, experiencing more shame, embarrassment as to what it means to experience this breakup or to end this relationship due to our own experiences, but also due to maybe expectations that others may have for us, maybe cultural expectations, social, familial expectations. So again, when we experience a relationship ending, it can bring up so much for us because really it's just not one relationship, right? It's not an isolated relationship. We are people, we our experiences are fluid and likely that relationship was a huge part of us, right? It was part of our identity, was part of how we saw ourselves, was part of how we socially engaged with other people for a period of time. And so again, it can bring up a lot. Some additional factors that can really influence the intensity of what we may be experiencing and maybe how difficult then relationship ending may be for us are, of course, the duration of the relationship, as I mentioned, the degree of intimacy, the degree of commitment, your shared plans for the future. It could be also the meanings that we associate with a breakup. And so I really want to encourage you to be thinking about what are the meanings that you associate with the breakup? What is it telling you? What are the meanings that you attribute to it? It could also be, you know, the reason for the breakup. So what led to the breakup and the extent to which it was those reasons were previously were discussed. So were the reasons things that you were aware of, right? So if the other person ended the relationship, did they end the relationship and share with you why they ended it? And the reasoning, was it something that you could understand? Was it something that they had shared with you before or something that you had previously worked on together? Or was this new information? Were you completely blindsided? Of course, all of these things can influence how we then respond, right? If it's a huge shock to us, if we've never heard of this concern that our former partner has had, then of course, it's going to be even more difficult to really wrap our minds around what is happening in that moment. And also it could be, of course, the extent to which it was expected or unexpected. And that's important because if something is completely unexpected, it can be more stressful for us because we don't feel like we have a sense of control in that experience. As I mentioned, any unhealed or past losses, our own attachment styles, the ways that we tend to respond to other people. And I think one thing that we also don't tend to focus on is just the uncertainty that so many of us experience with a relationship ending and then how that uncertainty can show up for us when there's a breakup and maybe uncertainty about our future, about what our romantic life may look like, about our day-to-day experiences. And so again, there are many different factors that can then influence how we then emotionally respond and feel in that moment. So now that I've shared a little bit more about breakups, I realize, you know, there's so much more that we could cover, but I want to focus on, well, what are the things that you can do? If you've experienced a breakup or you're going through a difficult transition right now, what are ways that you can support yourself, that you can cope with this breakup and really support yourself during this healing journey? As I share these different things that come to mind for me, and I'm going to go through nine main coping strategies. As I share these, I want to encourage you to take what fits for you. Leave what doesn't work for you or isn't relevant and really take what fits and make it your own and start small and build from there. I think it can feel really overwhelming when you're given so many different suggestions, different recommendations, but really just taking what fits and starting with what is feasible for you. One of the most important things that we can do after a breakup is giving ourselves the time to grieve the ending of this relationship. It truly is an ending, right? So when there's a breakup, it is a loss. It is a loss of that person in that relationship in the capacity that we knew it. 
right? And so it is going to lead, even if that person's going to be involved in your life in some kind of capacity, it's likely going to be in a very different type of capacity. And so allowing yourself to really experience emotions that are showing up for you, allowing yourself the space to really process and grieve the emotion. I want to share that, you know, time, of course, does help. And I know oftentimes people will say, you know, time heals all. I do think that time helps, but what's most important is what you do with the time. And so, of course, giving yourself the space, the time that you need to process, to cope with whatever is showing up for you, but also remembering that what's most important is making sure that you are maximizing the time that you have in ways that you are engaging in activities that are going to be most supportive of you and your healing journey, right? Of what's going to help you during this time. So. At a certain point, we really need to be thinking about what can I do with the time that I have available? What I can I do during this healing journey to really help me, to really support me? And sometimes those things may not be the most comfortable for us in that moment, right? We may not feel like working out or reaching out to other people or doing some of the things that I'm going to mention, but you want to ask yourself, is this going to help me with my healing? Is this going to help me to move forward in the ways that I'm wanting to? So this brings us to the next tip that I have is practicing more mindfulness and really validating your own experiences. So what I mean by mindfulness is just tuning into your own experiences and noticing whatever may be showing up for you as far as your emotions, your thoughts, your sensations, and really noticing them without any judgment, noticing what's happening in this present moment, your current circumstances that you're in without any judgment or evaluation, right? So really seeing what is. And remembering that there is no right or wrong way to feel. You may have a friend who just recently went through a breakup and they bounce back right after, right? Or they're in this new relationship and they seem like they've moved on. That is their process, right? So not comparing their process to your process. Really, there's no right or wrong way to respond. I think this is especially important if you hear, for instance, that your former partner has moved on, quote unquote, or is back on the dating scene or whatever it may be, not letting that to interfere with your healing process. So really being focused on what's happening for you and validating your own experiences. Our emotions, even when they're uncomfortable, they're data. They're letting us know how we're being impacted. So really paying attention to what your emotions are telling you. What are your emotions telling you? What are they telling you that you would benefit from to really feel taken care of? The third way is to create some distance. And this can feel really difficult for many of us, but creating some type of distance or full distance from your former partner. So it really, I think it would be most helpful to create that physical distance, not be around that person, not have any contact, you know, not be messaging them not be linked to them in any sort of way. But of course, I realize that that's not always possible, right? Some of us may have lives that we've already built with our former partners or children. And so there likely is some type of communication or contact that may be necessary. But again, really limiting the contact to what is necessary if that is the case. But if that isn't the case, let's say you haven't built a life with this person, you you know, don't have children together, whatever it may be, creating that distance, even if it's for a period of time. So setting those boundaries, this can be really helpful to helping you to move forward. When we're regularly reminded of the person, our past, that can get in the way of our healing journey, right? That can get in the way of us being able to focus on the present moment. It may bring up a lot from our past experiences. 
Additionally, when we think about creating distance, I think it's also important to think about creating distance on social media, right? Oftentimes people may not think about social media, but social media is a form of connection, right? And we spend typically so much time on social media. And so seeing if you do have a social media, really considering what is the impact of continuing to be connected on social media if you are connected. So a lot of times I'll hear people say, you know, I don't want to remove this person on social media because I don't want them to think that, you know, I'm making this a big deal or that I care or that I'm being immature. Rather than taking action based on what you perceive the other person will think, I want to encourage you to take action and set those boundaries in the ways that you would most benefit from. So asking yourself, is it going to be helpful to me and support me during this time to limit my contact with them on social media or to mute them? And if it's helpful, then considering to take those actions. Additionally, you know, really thinking about, you know, where were the places that you both used to regularly visit together? Maybe you used to work out together. Maybe you had your favorite dinner spots, lunch spots, coffee spots, whatever it may be. Maybe considering going to different places, at least for a period of time. Another way to really create some distance is also seeing, are there ways to set more boundaries with friends, with mutual friends? So if you are still spending time with your mutual friends, if you feel comfortable, maybe seeing what are the ways that you can set boundaries with them. So limit the type of conversations or be selective about the conversations that you have with them. So for instance, one way to set a boundary around the conversation is letting your friend know, hey, like, you know, we recently broke up. I'm processing the breakup and I would really appreciate if we didn't bring up so-and-so, if we didn't bring up my ex. Again, these are opportunities and boundaries that you are putting in place to be able to support you. So again, just thinking about are there ways that we can create more boundaries, set more distance in ways that fit for your life, depending on what your day-to-day looks like, depending on the extent of involvement that you have with your former partner. The fourth strategy is going back to the basics. So really checking in with yourself and seeing what are the ways that you are taking care of yourself? How are you living out the basic? What are the ways that you are taking care of yourself, supporting yourself? So going back to your sleep, your nutrition, your movement, the extent to which you're socializing, all of these are so important. They're basic, but they're foundational. So you want to be thinking about ways to really fine tune the basics for yourself during this time. Typically, in moments of stress, the first things that we tend to let go of are our self-care strategies, are the things that are foundational for our well-being. And so I want you to take inventory and see what are the things that you're doing well at? What are the things that you would benefit from doing more at? So for instance, prioritizing your sleep. So oftentimes when we're going through difficult transitions, we may find that it's harder to fall asleep, or maybe your bed feels empty without that person, and you're really Maybe you're finding it's hard to fall asleep at night as you're thinking about the past or what has happened or what your future may look like, whatever it may be. I want to encourage you to do things that will help you to feel more relaxed, to be able to transition into a state of being able to fall asleep at night and being able to maintain sleep throughout the night. So having more of a nightly ritual, you know, seeing is there 30 minutes that you can block off each night and do things that will help to really relax you. So having more of a nightly routine can be really helpful. So maybe it's journaling, maybe it's doing a meditation, maybe it's having a non-caffeinated tea and putting your cell phones away, right? All of these can be ways to have, you know, strategies in place to help you to be able to fall asleep and help to counteract maybe a lot of our stress responses during that time. 
socializing with at least one person each day. So I want to encourage you to reach out to people, to ask for help, to accept their help, right? Be open to people supporting you. Going through a breakup, again, is very similar to experiencing any other type of loss. And so we want to allow people to be there for us during this time. And so I want to encourage you, even if you may not be particularly motivated, but to engage in some type of social interaction each day. Connect with someone, really focus on something that's not related to the breakup, right? Something that's going to inspire more positive emotions for you. And then, of course, taking care of yourself through movement, through having nutritious meals, again, doing all of those things that we know from self-care that can be really helpful. The next strategy is engaging in healthy distraction. So what I mean by this is being intentional around engaging in activities during each day for at least a brief period of time that will give you a break from what is happening for you with the break. So I don't mean avoiding what is happening with the breakup. We don't want to avoid our emotional experiences because what we know from the research is that the more that we avoid, the more that those experiences intensify, the more they increase. If anything, what we want to do is really tune in, as I've mentioned, to our experiences, notice and label them without any judgment. And you'll notice how those experiences will then change, how our experiences become are fleeting, and ultimately they'll decrease in intensity with time. But when we're engaging in healthy distraction, what I mean by this is refocusing our attention for a period of time on activities, on experiences that bring us more joy, that trigger more positive emotions for us, that help us to create a little more distance from what is happening for us. This is important because it will help to really decrease the volume on those more uncomfortable emotions that we're experiencing. It'll give us a break that we need, right? The break to focus on something else. So maybe it's, again, as I mentioned, reaching out to other people. Maybe it's refocusing your energy and your time into supporting others. We know from the research that when we're in positions where we're supporting other people and engaging in more altruistic acts, it's actually most supportive of us. Why? Because when we're in positions when we're supporting others, Oftentimes, we're able to more objectively view our life circumstances, right? We're able to more objectively understand different ways that others are also being impacted. It also promotes a greater sense of fulfillment and connection with other people. It helps us to feel more deeply connected to the individuals that we're supporting. It helps us experience a greater sense of gratitude. And all of these experiences can go a really long way in supporting us when we're feeling really down on ourselves when we're going through a difficult adjustment or a transition. So again, thinking about the different ways to increase and connect with more positive experiences, feel more uplifted, and really do the things that will give you that emotional hug, right? That will give you that support in that moment. One thing that I do want to share is that as we are creating that healthy distraction, Of course, as I said, it's a balance, right? We want to have that balance, but we also want to really tune into our experiences, pay attention to our experiences. But also I want to encourage you to pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself. What is the story that you're telling yourself about the breakup? What are the stories as to why it happened or what it means about you or what it means for your future? So really taking a chance to really tune into your own thoughts and see what are the stories that are going through my mind? And as you're doing this, you may find that your mind is hyper-focusing on the positive. 
Maybe you're reminded of all the good things that were part of your relationship, all the things that maybe you're worried that you won't be able to experience again, or all the positive traits that your partner had or the love that you all share. And so oftentimes when we're going through a breakup, our mind has a tendency to focus on the positive. But I want to encourage you to also focus on what were the difficulties? What were the things that maybe contributed to the breakup? What were the factors that made the relationship maybe a little more challenging? And what were your lessons learned, right? This is also important. What are the things that you are going to take away from the relationship? Even if a relationship doesn't work out, that doesn't mean that it was a failed outcome. A relationship may not work out and we may still gain a significant amount from it. We can gain so much from our relationships. And at a minimum, what we can gain in most healthy relationships is our lessons, right? What what have I learned about myself? What have I learned about who I want to be with? Who do I want to be within a relationship? How are you prepared to handle future situations, right? So really giving a chance to really engage in more reflection and really notice, you know, what you can take away from it, but also be really mindful around the stories that you're telling yourself making sure that you are saying stories and believing stories that are ultimately accurate. You know, a common story that I'll hear that I think probably many people can relate to or oftentimes after a breakup, we may be thinking, I'm never going to meet any or I'm never going to meet anyone like that person or I'm never going to feel so in love. And those are the stories that come up for us that lead us oftentimes to feel even worse, lead us to even question the ending of the relationship. But instead, I want to encourage you to, although that story may feel really real for you right now, right? And it is something that is very understandable. As we are going into uncertain territory, you don't know what the future will hold. But also, I want you to really challenge that story and ask yourself, you know, is this accurate? Have I felt this way in the past? If I have, how did I cope with it? How did I proceed in the ways that I wanted to? You know, I can think of many times when probably many of us, and I know for me too, there are moments in my life where maybe in that moment, I felt like, how am I going to get through? How am I going to move forward from the situation? But what's amazing and likely for you too, is that we're oftentimes able to move forward in ways that are much more skillful and ways that are much more helpful than we could have ever anticipated, right? And usually when I look back and I see for myself, the ways that I've moved forward, not only have I gained a ton from that experience, but oftentimes I feel very differently about that experience, right? I see it as something that, you know, not that I'm saying I was fortunate to go through heartbreak, but something that really changed me in ways that at this point of time, I'm fortunate. So really challenging the stories that are coming up for you as you think about going into this uncertain territory. The next strategy that I would say is getting active. So spending a few minutes at least each day in nature or doing something that's restorative for your physical body. We know that the ways that we physically take care of our bodies have a significant impact on how we feel. And so when we engage in some type of movement, it reduces our level of stress, reduces our anxiety promotes our mood and our energy levels. But what I would say is probably the biggest benefit of movement, at least in these stressful situations, is that movement grounds us to the present moment. And this can be really helpful because oftentimes during a breakup, our mind is either ruminating on the past and we're thinking about all the things that happened. You know, I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have handled this situation or we're reliving really positive situations or we're focusing a lot on the future, maybe on what 
will happen for us, a lot of anxiety, worry about what our future will be like. And so movement really grounds us to the present moment. It brings us to the here and now. So each day asking yourself, what type of movement do I need? What is my body needing today? And whatever it is, maybe it's just a few minutes of movement, offering yourself that experience. One of my favorite strategies is practicing self-compassion. What I mean by self-compassion is treating yourselves in the same ways that you would a loved one, a friend that you care about, right? Who is struggling. So imagine a friend, a sister, loved one, cousin, a younger cousin who is going through a breakup. What are the ways that you would support them? What are the ways that you would really reach out to them and show them that you care? This is important because so often when we're going through a stressful situation or we're going through a heartbreak, we tend to respond more critically towards ourselves. Maybe we think to ourselves, you know, I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship as long as I did. What does that say about me? Or I should have responded differently, whatever. Or we may even be more harsh, more self-critical. We may think to ourselves, I'm I'm not going to find anyone else. If you're finding that that negative, more inner self-critic is coming up for you, I really want to encourage you to practice the self-compassion. Ask yourself, what would I say to someone I care about? How would I support that different person? Our feelings are fleeting, right? And so you want to remind yourself that your feelings are fleeting. And in this moment, it may feel like you are alone in this experience, that you're experiencing this heartbreak that you won't be able to recover from, but likely this experience will change. And so you want to ask yourself, what do I need right now? How can I best support myself right now? What are the ways that I can show kindness towards myself? Practicing that self-compassion in your thoughts, in your behaviors, in your actions with yourself. So really offering that self-compassion on an ongoing basis. And then one other thing that I would suggest is focusing on you. So of course, all of these strategies are focused on supporting you. But what I mean by this is so often when we are in a relationship, the relationship, you know, depending on the type of the relationship, the relationship can become a huge part of our life, a huge part of our identity. And we may find that throughout the course of the relationship, maybe we haven't focused on parts of ourselves that are also really important or parts of ourselves that are meaningful to us or focus more on our hobbies or our different relationships. And so spending time as you're going through this healing journey on really focusing on you, reconnecting with the old parts of you that maybe you weren't as connected to throughout the relationship, as well as establishing the new you, finding your new norm. So maybe there's a class that you've really wanted to do for a long time and your partner wasn't you know, really down with joining you for that class. And this has been something that you wanted to do. Hey, this could be the perfect time to sign up for that class. Maybe it's figuring out a new routine for yourself, figuring out a new routine that fits with your day-to-day right now. Maybe it's reconnecting with old friendships, reconnecting with the parts of you that remind you of you and who you are at your core, remind you of what's most important to you, of how you want to live out your life. I think strengthening the parts of yourself that you're wanting to focus on. This can be not only a great distraction and help us to refocus our energy in a way that can be really helpful to us and really serve us, But ultimately, when we are focusing on ourselves and we are making a life that is really enjoyable to us, is really meaningful to us, is connected to our values, then you're setting yourself up for really great 
transition into this next phase, into the phase where you are going to be out of this relationship and you are single, right? You're making a life for yourself that is going to be most enjoyable. And again, help you to remind yourself of who you are and help you to feel more confident, help you to feel more connected to yourself in ways that maybe you haven't felt as you're going through this breakup. I also want to share, and before we end with these different strategies, again, as I mentioned, no one breakup is the same. Every breakup looks different. And so I want to encourage you to do whatever you need to best support yourself. And don't compare your experience to anyone else's. And don't compare your experiences to your former partners if you learn of their experience. And really seeing that just because this is an ending doesn't mean that it's something negative, as I mentioned, right? So reframing the meanings that we've associated with the ending of this uh, breakup. I realize that even with all of these different strategies, a breakup is still challenging. It is still difficult, right? Depending on the feelings of maybe rejection, sadness, blame, embarrassment that may be showing up for us. There can be so many things that can make our experience even more difficult. And so again, doing the things that you would most benefit from and remembering that you on a regular basis want to take steps each day to support yourself. Even if it's a small step, it's still a step. I want to encourage you to reach out for additional support from qualified professionals if you're noticing that you're needing additional support as you're going through this healing journey. Thank you, everyone. I know this was a lot of different you know, thoughts and strategies that I've shared with you, but I'm hoping that one or two of them will be helpful. You know what's going to be best for you, but I want to encourage you to take what you think based on your past experiences of what's been helpful based on where you are today, incorporating the strategies that you know will go a long way for you and really support you in this healing journey. And most importantly, as I mentioned, being compassionate with yourself as you're going through this healing journey really not shitting on yourself of what the experience should be like, but really taking it day by day, seeing where you're at, tuning into your experience and seeing what do I need today to support myself, to support myself throughout this journey. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best of luck as you're going through your healing journey and just a ton of sending you a ton of support if you have recently gone through a breakup. I realize some people may be having different responses to a breakup. Maybe you're feeling relieved. Maybe you're experiencing more positive emotions. But even if you're experiencing those relief and the positive emotions, it can still be helpful to really be intentional about how you are setting up this next stage of your life. And these strategies can be always helpful to us, right? These strategies can be helpful in even different types of relationships. So most importantly, regardless of what your emotional response is to the breakup, being intentional, tuning into yourself and seeing how can I set this next stage of my life up in a way that's going to fill me up, that's going to let me to be the me that is most meaningful to me, that's going to let me to show up most fully. And it's going to set me up to be in a position where I can have more of the experiences and the relationships that I want, that I ultimately desire. Thank you again, everyone. Take good care. Thanks so much for tuning in to Tell Me Some More with Dr. Shiva. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe, share, and write me a five-star review on iTunes so that we can build this wonderful community and support others in living fulfilling lives. Just a reminder that this podcast and information shared is solely for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. 
It's not meant to be a substitute for mental health or medical treatment or advice. If you're looking for additional support in your journey, please seek out a qualified professional. Until next time, everyone. Talk soon.